So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshalls. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback and a five-star review, all a part of the Brawl Network. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports and at Network Brawl as well. You can go ahead and download and subscribe to all of our terrific shows. And the content is awesome with guests and a uh, wide range of teams covered in sports. We are brought to you by Bryant & Stratton College, Stanley Law Offices, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State Tax Efficient Retirement Planning today with Brian Conboy. Advisors.massmutual.com. Go ahead and give Brian a call. Find him on LinkedIn and on Facebook as well. We're super happy with our financial future as we went with Brian as well. Brian Conboy, advisors.massmutual.com, the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Super excited to bring on to the program Pete Croato. Uh, you can get him on Twitter at Pete Croato. Um, from hang time to prime time, it is out now. Major bookstores, Amazon.com, anywhere online uh, where books are sold. Business, entertainment, and the birth of the modern day NBA. Pete, welcome in. Thanks so much for a few minutes. Congrats on the book. Great to be here, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, so in this book, From Hang Time to Prime Time, Business, Entertainment, and the Birth of the Modern Day NBA, when do you think it actually happened? You know, that what, basically your title in the book, when did that specific time happen for the NBA? Ooh. You know what? I Yeah, that's a good question, and I think... In my opinion, it's it's the um, it's Marvin Gaye's national anthem at the 1983 NBA All Star Game. Um, for your listeners who, who may not be aware of, of, of the significance of that, um, uh, back in '83, uh, the All Star Game in uh, Los Angeles, Marvin Gaye, uh, the R and B legend, delivered this off the uh, off the charts, um, you know, off the wall rendition of the national anthem. Which, which, as I describe in the book, is basically, um, you know, uh, the Star Single Banner as baby-making music. I mean, it is just an unbelievable rendition, and that to me is the is the is the moment when the NBA crossed over into becoming something more than just a basketball league that, you know, that had some mild interest from from uh, from hardcore fans. You know, it became about it, the the league at that point really became focused on entertainment and becoming about delivering a product that was going to be enjoyable to a wide swath of people. So, I think that '83 anthem to me that's the that's the line between the old NBA and the new NBA. So it's interesting because in the '80s, I grew up. You know, in the '80s and, and '90s, basically, I, I was born in '79. I'm 41. And I got into the NBA. It was very, very simple. It was Magic against Bird and Michael Jordan. Yeah. That I mean, those are those were the three guys. My dad was a longtime, old time Celtics fan, going back to the Arback Russell Havlicek Kuzi days. Yeah, Casey Jones and that group. 
so I, I started to get into that rivalry a little bit, but again, I was pulled like so many youngsters were to Jordan Moore. So I ask you this question. Obviously, a lot of the business, the entertainment, the modern-day NBA, we know Magic and Bird. They went from the college scene in that championship game and then into the NBA and technically saved the NBA from you know the dark days and the drugs sure. and all the stuff, the bad product and, and teams wanting to move and empty arenas. They saved it. Then Jordan kind of took the torch more from there. You know, once he kind of finally got out of their limelight a little bit, and then he, and then Jordan was obviously the guy. So he, here's the question I have: yeah. What does the NBA look like if there's no if there's no Magic Bird to that level? And just the Jordan takeoff, and what's it look like if it's just Jordan? Well, I think I think it's going to be. Okay. I think the NBA winds up being okay. I, I think I think it would just. I think acceptance or, or mainstream acceptance would have taken a little bit longer. Because here's the thing with with Magic and and, and I'm sorry with Magic and Larry, you have you you not only have this built-in rivalry. And as you mentioned earlier, you have this rivalry that has a, an audience, a large audience that saw them go head to head in that in that seventy nine um, men's championship college game. That you know that you have that, that that brings in that audience. But what's what's better? What really makes Magic and Larry such an amazing sto- um, an amazing storyline is a couple of things. First, their natural rivals be their natural rivals. One's black, one's white. One plays for you know, um, one place for the the, the the Lakers, which you know, and the, and the other place for the Celtics, which are arguably the NBA's two franchise teams, the two the two teams that are the star, that are the star, that are just that have the starriest histories. They're are they're from opposite co- coasts, and they're also very much um, they're also very much um, you know, one's white, one's black. All these things align to make for a perfect storyline. But what's more important about that is at a time when the NBA was st- when when appreciating basketball is more about the team game, um, when that really mattered a lot more, here are two players that were transcendent talents, but they were also team first players. Matt, you know, Magic and Larry were really were really just great facilitators, yeah. um, and I think that that meant a lot to to audiences beyond just kids like yourself who saw those two and saw great players. But for old time fans, those. Two players that not only matched the fundamentals but made their teams better. That me- that meant a huge. That meant you got you got cross general cross generational audiences. So like your dad could watch those games and enjoy it. Or your grandfather could watch those games and enjoy them. But so could like a, you know a nine year old or a ten year old. But I think what Ma- what Magic and I did was that they 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 made the transition to Jordan a lot easier. I think what would have happened if you just go if you just go with Jordan is that there's still there would still be that rocky road of oh well he's an individual player oh he only cares about his own stats without Bird and Magic you would, you know that without Bird and Magic that become that Jordan's acceptance becomes a, is a lot harder to take because he, he's such an individual talent. However, I think once he once he started once he starts to win those championships and become more of a team player. Then, then you you see that mainstream acceptance. Then you see the I guess the traditional fans who see a black ball player and see a, and 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 automatically go to um, a, a handful of stereotypes. That starts to fade away a little bit, and you have I think the NBA's renaissance start. So, to, so a long answer to your question: the, rena- the NBA's renaissance probably starts about ten years after. 
um, it's it started. So probably instead of seventy nine with Magic and Larry, maybe starts around eighty nine ninety. So the the entertainment you know business part of it. I mean, obviously we know sports, their business and their entertainment, um, and, yeah. and the birth of the modern NBA certainly you know, brings those two things to the forefront, there's no doubt. How did the business side and the basketball product, how did those two things relate to each other, and how did the entertainment part and the basketball product relate to each other? They're, they're, all, they're all intertwined, because the NBA, specifically David Stern, the, the former NBA commissioner, realized that in order to get... Uh, People into basketball, they had they had to market they had to market individual players. They couldn't market the Celtics or uh, or the Knicks or the Lakers. They had to market individual players. And what what and the the, the stroke of luck was that the players that they marketed. And you, we just mentioned three of them: Bird, Magic, um, and, uh, and and Jordan. They were just they were empirically empirically great players. They were players that had style. They had showmanship to them, and that was and that was really what saved. I think that was one aspect that saved the NBA was David Stern and his cohorts realized like, hey, you know what? We have some we have some of the best athletes in the world, and we have we let's market these let's market what makes these players great. Let's market let's market their abilities, and then with with Jordan especially, it became it became about let's market just what a special person he is from a super from, from a superficial perspective let's market that smile let's market the fact that he's an attractive dude let's 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 take these things and and make this into into almost a Hollywood product because here's the thing if you think about how movies were, were marketed um, as the 70s went on to the 80s and 90s they were marketed around stars um, for a, for a lot a, a lot of time like Eddie Murphy and, and Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks it was the NBA kind of took a page from that. They they went with stars, and they realized that the stars were 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 what was going to make the league special, and what was going to get casual fans interested. So, all those so really the entertainment and the business side went hand in hand, and a lot of that had to do with David Stern realizing that you know what we can't just have a a product that is going to be only for basketball purists and only for, for, for hardcore basketball fans. We need to get the people that are semi-curious about basketball really interested in the game. And you do that by marketing individuals and not only in just on, in, in the game coverage, but also in the ads. You know, you, you come up with NBA It's Fantastic ads and you market the, 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 the dunks and the great passes and the good time that you'll have at the game and the bloopers. So it really everything that you just mentioned worked hand in hand. It really was a three pronged attack that that kind of merged together splendidly. Is David Stern the greatest commissioner in sports history? Yes, I absolutely. I, I agree. I agree with that. I a hundred percent believe in that because he took a game that was very much maligned by the American public and he turned it into an international. Um, and inter, and inter, again, it's recognized and played around the world. And, you know, I'm sure some listeners will say, oh, well, it has to be, it has to be Pete Rozelle. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that, but Pete Rozelle was dealing with a product that was, that was embraced by the American public. I mean, the NFL was part of, I think has always been sort of part of uh, football, I should say, has always been part of America's, you know, uh, sporting life. Um, you know, but, but with, with the NBA, you're looking at something that really had a bad reputation 
going into the early 1980s. And David Stern, by dint of his passion for the game and his ability, his ability as a marketer, made the game palatable and enjoyable and turned on millions of fans, not only in the U.S., but worldwide, to, to the NBA. And for those reasons, I think he's the greatest commissioner, sports commissioner of all time. Pete Corrado, our guest here, of course, at Pete Corrado on Twitter. It is out, major bookstores online where books are sold from hang time to prime time, business, entertainment, and the birth of the modern day NBA. And of course, television, you need that, right, Pete? And so uh, how, how deep do you get into the uh, the personality-driven coverage of key players, right? CBS, NBC, etc., uh, featuring those rivalries, the Celtics and the Lakers, the Pistons and Bulls, on and on it went. Mm-hmm. TV explodes right at the exact right time uh, uh, in this league. No, I go into that in great detail. Um, and to me, television is is the the unsung one of the unsung heroes of this book. Because and it worked, it works well. It also ties into what I what we mentioned before about the marketing and entertainment and the business side of it. CBS Sports. Um, was not happy to renew the NBA's contract back in 1978. And when the, by the time the contract was renewed in 1982, the NBA, the NBA was really um, a non-entity with CBS Sports. They had, you know, and CBS, uh, CBS Sports at, at that time had pretty much every major sport, had golf, had tennis, had football, you name it. But thanks to a, a gentleman named Ted Shaker, who was named the executive producer of, this, of the NBA and CBS, and this, this was a, a gig that he was pretty much just given on a whim. I mean, he was not—he didn't lobby for it. He was somebody who was not itching for this for this gig. It was almost like here, you, you, you know, we don't have anyone else who wants to take it. And thanks to thanks to Ted Shaker and and the, and you know his crew, which included folks like Sandy Grossman, the legendary director, and and on-air talent like Tommy Heinsohn and, and Pat O'Brien uh, and Brent Musburger, they turned the games into entertainment. They made it about the players. They, they, they brought you storylines that made you want to stick around and watch the game. And they brought also production techniques and camera work that that shook the game from its moorings. It was no longer just, okay, Scott Whitman hits a 15-foot jump shot. Let's see the ball go through the hoop. Now you saw faces. You saw you saw emotions. You saw Larry Bird wave a towel at the end of the bench during the 84 finals. CBS did so much to help the game, help the NBA become an entertainment property. So much so that when, when, the, when, uh, when, when the NBA... Um, the NBA's television rights were handed over, or sorry, landed with NBC Sports in 1990, NBA executives actually took notes about what they wanted from CBS's coverage to NBC Sports, saying this is how you want the games shown. This is how you want the games profiled. They were that enamored with how CBS Sports covered the game. And then you throw in, you throw in uh, the rise of uh, local television uh, networks like MSG and um, uh, Sports Channel, those those games also brought uh, brought uh, more games, more highlights to um, to couchbound teens and youth like myself who just you know savored every minute of it. Why does Doctor J get forgotten in all this sometimes? It's time, you know, and you're seeing that now with Michael Jordan. Um, I, I think if you talk to a 13 year old about Michael Jordan, you that 13 year old will tell you that. They know they know him from 
his shoes, his, or his, his clothing, his apparel line, or his base jam. Or the and, last dance. <laughs> or the last dance, yeah. right. Yeah. Again, which was just, yeah. you know, we're all housebound, we needed somebody to watch, so there it was. Right, um, right. Time, look, time makes mortals of everyone. And Dr. J is a really good example of that because I write about this in the book. He was really the NBA's first ambassador. He was somebody who was Michael, who really was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. He was somebody who had all of the um, all of the television ready attributes, and he was a winner. And, and that was that that made him a perfect star for the NBA. But again, this was this was you know Dr. J's heyday was in the 1970s and the 1980s, and we have very very short memories. Um, you know, it's I know you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan too. You know, the Mets won, The Mets were in the World Series in 2015. That feels like 35 years ago. Um, when they actually and, were in the World Series another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's yeah. so it's it's very much it, so time really is, and time make time makes morals of us all, especially now where we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. Everything moves so much more quickly than it did even 10 years ago. So somebody who, so a great player like Dr. J, or, or even to a lesser extent, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, George Gervin, they're great players. They're players that were that had historical importance, but in today's media landscape, it, it's all about what have you done for me lately. And if you don't fall into that criteria, you are going to be, uh, you're going to be swept under the rug. And it's, it's, it's greatly unfair to, to Dr. J because he really was he really was a, a pioneer and Elgin Baylor too just passed away but again we we have very short attention spans what do you think of the game today i love the game you know i i, I am somebody who you know i, I have my wife and i have a 4 year old daughter and i work from home and she's you know she has a very busy uh, life of her own and a career my wife uh, not my 4 year old daughter she's she's cool um <laughs> But, you know, we have very we have very busy lives and we're, we're, you know, so I don't have much time to watch the game in depth as I'd like to. But I tell you what, though, Mike, I mean, there's nothing more satisfying to me than to sit down, you know, 830, 9 o'clock and just sit and watch a basketball game. It, you know, uh, it is for, for, for a number of reasons. One, the athleticism, the combination, the the combination of, of athletic ability plus smarts is stunning. I mean, just to sit and watch any any game, there's always something that sticks out as incredible or as noteworthy, even if it's a terrible game to, you know, uh, uh, bottom of the division uh, dwellers going at it. These are the best athletes in the world. And to, to, to see someone do something new is is such a pleasure i mean I, i'm not really uh i used to be a knicks fan and then before james dolan uh crushed my dreams into a, into a small into a fine powder but i'm now sort of an nba po- uh, polymath or a polyglot like i just I, I i can watch any game and get something out of it i can watch steph curry turn the long distance game into something that's sexy and absolutely highlight worthy i can watch Giannis. um you know, redefine what it means to be six foot eleven. Uh, you know, I can watch Kyrie Irving uh, treat a defender like he's on ice skates. It, it, the game to me is just—it it, is—I—I I, I love watching it. It is—it is just—it is to me 
such great television. And on top of that, the announcers and, and the side-by-side people and the people that, that, that deliver the games, they're all, they're, tr- they're tremendous. I mean, you know, UB Brown could call a, call two kittens uh, battling over a ball of uh, yarn. And I'd find it captivating. Mike Breen's a wonderful announcer. There is so much to enjoy and I'm too old and I have too little time left on this earth to complain about how the game used to be or about, Oh, back in my day, I just want to watch a good game. And whenever I turn on ESPN or MSG or yes, I find something to, I find something that's worth my time. And, and that to me is the, the value and the joy that I get from the NBA now. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. From hang time to prime time, business entertainment, and the birth of the modern day NBA online, Amazon.com. Books are sold uh, both uh, online and, of course, in bookstores. Go grab it. Uh, terrific stuff here with Pete Croato. A couple more with uh, with you here uh, uh, in terms of the David Stern NBA and, you know, the, eventually the Jordan just phenomenon and the dream team, all of that happening in television, of course. But the game went global. I mean, the game went really global, as you alluded to earlier. What area of the world do you think was the most, now that we look back on it, right? I mean, it's been, it's been what, 20, 20 something years or whatever, uh, since the 28 years, I guess it is since the dream team, uh, you know, 28, 29 years. That's crazy. Three decades. almost. It's nuts. It really is. But what, what area do you think, whether it was, you know, later on in China with Yao Ming or was it the Barcelona thing with the dream team or when you look back on it what international area what global place where the NBA you know took a dive into which one do you think ended up being the most beneficial long term for where we are now that's a really good question you know it's it's so hard to say because I think that I think that that uh, narrative is still being written because it's only a matter of time before a great player emerges from some corner of the world, and right, some dude from Norway up. just shows up. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's so it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, back in two thousand one, two thousand two, it was China because Yao Ming was you know such a phenomenon here, and then you know uh, now recently it seems to be Greece with with Giannis and and and. Um, I guess uh, Cameroon or and Africa with um, with Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. and that's that's the beauty of, of how of how widespread this game is now is that any co- any place in the world get, gets can get NBA 
uh, coverage, whether it's on your phone, your computer, your satellite dish, wherever. So you, you, so any any player that becomes a that becomes um, you know a, a superstar now brings in untold millions of fans, and yeah. it, it's hard to it's hard to figure out where the next the next um, great superstar is going to be. I mean, I. I I would have, you know, if you had told me, if we talked about this 20 years ago, I would have said Yao Ming, because look at China. But who knows? Maybe someone comes from India. And, you know, that and that, and that player becomes a, super, becomes a you know, a, a, a worldwide uh, uh, sensation. So it's, it's really hard to say, but, the, but, that's, but that just goes, just goes to show you how, how widespread and how masterful the NBA, um, the, the NBA's um, uh, immersion uh, in the international sporting scene is. I mean, there's, there's, because anytime a player goes, um, you know, uh, it goes off, so to speak, there is, you know, there, there's, there's a to do in that, in, the, in that player's nation and that, and that can spread like wildfire across the globe. So it's, so, so it's to be determined. You know, and, and you look at, uh, Ujiri too, you know, the president of the Raptors, yeah. uh, you know, he, I mean, there's a Nigerian Canadian professional executive, so you're 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 going global in a couple different places. This guy has got an unbelievable pedigree, and and now we have the the game. You know, is just so so global, even in the front office. And so yeah. that that means, in my opinion, that means that because those backgrounds exist, that means that they're more prone to look outside the United States for talent. That, I mean, it, without a doubt. And so maybe it Absolutely. takes maybe it takes one more guy like him. To come in, and then we'll get somebody from an, from from a land unknown as we as we continue this thing. It, it's just it's become so international, so global. The phenomenon of of hoops and how it grew. It's just it's absolutely mind boggling looking back on it now it and, really and, and and how they did it and and how they built it and Stern and all the stuff that we've been talking about uh, yeah. to to get to this point for sure. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? Oh. Well, I mean, first of all, I hope I hope that they enjoyed the book. I, I think that to me is the the mini the minimum uh, uh, qualifier here. <laughs> I, I want someone to read to, to because again, you know, when you're asking someone to read your book, you're asking them to give up their time, and, and that's tremendously valuable, especially now when we're battling a pandemic and no one's life is is, is steady in any in any sense. So I do hope that they, that a person who reads this book enjoys it. That's my first, that's my main goal. But I do hope that someone who reads this book, I hope they get a couple more things out of it. I, I hope that they have a better appreciation for where the NBA was and where it is now. That that you know again, I think there's a there's a tendency that we wake up and we think, well, things have always been this way. You know the the you know whether whether it's no matter what it is, but there's a history behind every behind everything that we see, and the NBA is no different. The NBA did not become this global this global financial entertainment and cultural behemoth, um, you know, overnight. It, it, it didn't just happen this way. There were a lot. There are many people, some prominent, many not so prominent, who who nurtured and worked and and um, and innovated if i can use that word to get the nba where it was so i hope that people who read this book a get a better appreciation for the nba and what and, what, and where it's been b can maybe we'll we'll look up some of the, the players who are mentioned in this book some of the great writers that are mentioned in this book um you know folks like bob ryan jack mcmullen um harvey Arden. they've written great books about the nba's past uh, elgin baylor's uh, autobiography is wonderful 
so I, I hope I, I just hope that they're able to get a, a, a understanding of how the NBA got to where it is and maybe want to learn more about it. And if they want to, uh, it, it maybe maybe in a perfect world they write their own book or they write their own blog post or they write their own article and maybe share that love because you know this game has a wonderful history and you know I'm and it's it's been my honor and privilege to be able to tell a little bit a little bit about it. Yeah, Jack McCallum and Bob Ryan and those guys, yep. so terrific. I've had a lot of those guys on uh, as well. I, I wanted to finish by hitting on on one more thing. Um, sure. As time goes on, obviously your appreciation for things, it, it grows. Mm-hmm. Um, and in sports, it's wild in my lifetime. Sure, I envy people who saw the 50s baseball scene in New York with the Dodgers, Giants, and, and Yankees. And I mm-hmm. and I envy people who, who were there and alive for the Miracle on Ice or for Ollie Frazier or uh, for Super Bowl three or Jim Brown running the football. I mean, God, go on and on and on. But in my lifetime, even at 41, mm-hmm. I mean, I've lived through <laughs> Tiger, Jordan, Koretsky, mm-hmm. Brady, um, you know, the Djokovic-Nadal-Federer trio, yeah. Serena Williams, Pete Sampersen-Agassi, Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, I've seen, I, I mean, my this has been a pretty darn good four decades here, okay? So that leads me into this. Sure. My, I would love to hear who who's on yours, but my NBA all-time team by position, historically, historically mm-hmm. is, is Magic at point guard, Jordan at the two, uh, I've got LeBron at the three. I have Tim Duncan at the four, and then I have Bill Russell at center. Um, my lifetime uh, one, though, it's not that much different. It's actually four or five guys are still on the roster, which then adds even more to the the previous point of holy cow! Look what era we're living in. The only change would be probably well, it has to be at center because I didn't live through Bill Russell. Uh, right. I probably would put, um, you know, a lot of people might go Shaq there. Uh, I I I. I think I would probably go Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, mm-hmm. I just think he's one of the most underrated players of all time. But I guess two-parter to close off of all that, Pete, is, mm-hmm. is you know, who are on your all-time teams maybe? And, and then do you think about that, that, man, the, the era and what I've seen, it, it's as good as anyone in the history of, of this in any sport with these guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll answer your second question first. I think that's a really good point. I, I, one one of my pet peeves is, I, I, and I alluded to this earlier, a, a, a giant pet peeve of mine is folks that complain about, oh, well, you know, the in the good old days, it was it was so much better, and all oh, the players today, what in any sport, and I, I think that's just such garbage. There, there's 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 I mean, and you there's there's greatness, you know. I'm, you know, I'm 43 and I lived through the, all those athletes, you know, I've seen Serena Williams, you know, you know, ace, you know, you know, serve up aces nonstop. You know, I saw Jordan, you know, torture the, the Knicks for, for Springs in my youth. You know, I, this, this whole, this whole nonsense of, oh, well, it, it's never going to get any better or was better back then. I think it's absolute bunk. I, I really do. And I, and and just watch it. Just watch a few NBA games, and you'll, and you'll find that. Or watch, yeah, yeah watch. Uh, I don't know. Watch, um, you know, Tom Brady throw football. I mean, it's it's crazy. But going back to to my teams, it's hard to say. I mean, I guess if you're talking about folks that I live watch, live my my teams that I, I historical versus um, anecdotal uh, teams. That's a good question. Anecdotal. You know, again, I'm I'm going to go. 
let's see. Point guard, let's go Magic. Shooting guard, we'll go Jordan. Even though I'm, I, I grew up a Knicks fan, it pains me to put Jordan on that list. See, I had Bird at the three for a long time. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me to move him out of there, even knowing how 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 elite LeBron is and has been, and probably was the most hyped athlete of all time because of the media world that we live in, high school to the pros, all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I mean Jay Z for God's sakes got turned away at one of his games, you know. So, yeah, um, you know. So, but event. So, eventually, I saw beyond beyond the bird thing. It, it pained me to do it, but I put LeBron there. Yeah, I mean, you have to throw him with LeBron. What's amazing about him is is, is his longevity. Yes. Um, yep. I mean, he's had a, he's had a couple of injury riddled seasons the last you know over the last five years, but I mean to be at his level at thirty five, thirty six, and it, it, it is it is unreal. And also to lead the league in assists last mm-hmm. year when he was, what, 35, 34 for the first time? Yeah, and he's only played four positions during his career, right? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, and just the way that he plays the game, I think he would he would hold up in any, in any, oh, sure. Uh, sure any era. Yep. So let's, so yeah, so I'll do, so let me soup. So guards, let's soup. I'll do Magic and, and Magic and Michael. Center... Uh, I didn't really see him play. I saw him play at the end of his career, but to me, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. Good you know one. what? Yeah, I'll do Kareem. You know what? I'm a, I'm a moron. I'm I would go I would go him as well. I, I took Olajuwon, but I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, because I grew up into that Lakers Celtics. I remember a lot of that as a little kid. Uh, there was still a lot going on there. 86, yeah. 87, 88, 89. Um, I, I would yeah, Kareem Kareem should be there for sure for me too. So I'll put, I'll put Kareem center and tell yeah. you what, because and, and again uh, if. If you gave me an hour and a half, I would still probably be compiling this list. I'll put I'll put Olajuwon at the I'll put I'll put Olajuwon at the power forward. I'll put LeBron at the small forward. So that's that's my five on the anecdotal side. Uh, all time, let's see. Ooh, let's see. Point. Uh, you know, let's stick. You with have to keep Magic and Michael, right? I, that's I mean, the thing. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't. You know, I was going to say, well, I can go like Kuzi or. No way. That, that, that's, that, or Jerry West. That, that's nuts. I'm going to go, I'll keep Magic and, and, and Michael at the guards. Center, I, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Bill Russell because he's the greatest champion in NBA history. And I think he could also control the game with defense. I think people forget just how dominant he was. And he wasn't a scorer. He was somebody who, through playmaking, you know, he's a great passer, leadership, and defense, um, won 11 NBA championships and, you know, two of them as a coach. So let's put let's put Bill at the center, at the forwards. Let's see. Hmm. Ba, 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 ba. You know what? Power forward. That's a good question. You know, because you got Duncan, you got Malone, you got Baylor, you've got. I mean, there's some. There's you know, some... I'm going to put I'm going to put Elgin in there. I'm I figured you would. El- yeah. I put put Elgin there because I think I think people forget how good he was. I mean, he's somebody who. Without Elgin Baylor, you don't have the modern day NBA. You don't have oh, there's no positionless basketball. I mean, yeah, exactly right. You know? and he was somebody who was six foot five and did everything, rebounded, passed. So let's put, let's put Elgin at the small forward. Sorry, LeBron, and uh, you know what? Because my wife's from Philly, let me put Moses Malone at the um, at the power forward for a little bit more rebounding. So 
let's let's that's a that's a that's a good that's a good starting five. I'll, I'll, you know, if you call me in two hours, I'll probably have a different starting five. But I'll start. I'll, I'll let's 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 end it there because I, I could do this you know all day. <laughs> no doubt, and I bet you that the next time you change, you might even insert Oscar Robertson, a guy who uh, uh, you know a lot of people. Thing- yeah, people yeah. I talk to are like, "There's no way I would leave the big O off of my off of my roster," and 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 people who are seventy five, eighty have told me that, and they've seen everybody. I mean, Oscar, you know? yeah, that and that and again, that's what I talk about with time. Yeah. Is that we get we get so seduced by, and, and, you know, we get so seduced we get so seduced about you know by who's by, by who's visible, and you know, all those guys I mentioned, they're all visible in some way, and Oscar. You know he's alive and he's he's doing he has things that he does. He wrote a terrific uh, terrific autobiography um, that came out about ten years ago uh, that your listeners should check out. But he's somebody who's who like Kareem was not terribly um, not terribly uh, media friendly. He wasn't somebody who sought publicity. You know, even now, I don't, you know, he's not somebody who's going to hog the spotlight. So, yeah, because they're not in our face all the time, we, we tend to forget about those guys. And, but Oscar, I mean, again, it's an average triple-double, you know, first five seasons and, you know, you're, and also you'll have that, that magical 61-62 season when, you know, you're playing against the best players in the world. I mean, come on. I mean, that's, that that's a, I mean, that's a career that is, that's, that, you know, I'll put that up against anybody's, but you know, it's, it goes to show you just how quickly we forget, even in, just in this casual conversation. You know, if we forget Oscar Robertson. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's, it shows you the elite of the elite, and that's why it's funny too when you you know you see a a list get thrown around. Like um, I know Jay Billis did his top ten. I didn't watch the video yet, but a top ten list of head basketball coaches of all time in college, for example, and. You know, mm-hmm. a Syracuse fan. If somebody doesn't hear Jim Beheim, like, what do you mean? That's that's absurd. What you know? But well, think about this though. You you've got you got to get through, you got to get through Wooden and Coach K and Dean Smith and Adolph Rupp, and you got to get through Roy Williams, and you've got to get through Jim Calhoun, and you've got to get through, you know, maybe even a John Thompson as much as Syracuse. So what I'm getting at is that it just it doesn't it doesn't stop at four or five here. I mean, you know. The, no, the, the, no. the upper echelon is, 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 is big time. And you can be, you know, you can be a great anything and still not be Jordan, a great anything and still not be Tiger, a great anything and still not be, you know, Wayne Gretzky. And that's just, it just shows you even to the power of the power of competition and just how hard it is. I mean, I, I even look at these golfers. I mean, you know, for these guys to even just stay on tour to keep their card is remarkably impressive to me. And they're not, some of these guys don't even sniff majors. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing that gets lost with in the world of professional athletics. And I don't know if you saw this um, a few a few weeks ago, but did you see the the clip? Uh, I think it was a tick, it was a TikTok or, or it was a TikTok, I think, of some 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 high school kid ch- challenged Brian Scalabrini to a, to a, to a game of one on one. I didn't see like, it. No. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, you know Brian Scal- you know you know Brian Scalabrini, former yep, Celtic. Yep. Net. So he's been out of the league for like for ten years, for at least since twenty twelve. And this high school kid comes up and challenges Brian Scalabrini, who was you know a bench player, to a game of one on one, thinking that he's going to clean Scalabrini's clock. The exact opposite happens. Scalabrini just demolishes this kid. Like this eighteen year old kid gets demolished by a guy who hasn't played professional ball in almost ten years. <laughs> I, I bring that up because I, I bring that up for a reason to make the NBA or any professional sport, you are in the top 1% of the best in that profession. 
and, and that percentage that percentage might even be high. So when, so it, it is it always bothers me when someone says, "Oh, that guy's a scrub. Oh, that guy is he's a hack or she's she's no good." Oh, really? Like th- these are the, the you know this person who's riding the pine or who is you know can make the cut at you know the Pathmark Open. They're they're better than ninety nine point nine percent of anyone playing that sport, and it, it's it just goes to show you just how, and I, I mention that because it's the 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 line between good and great in any professional sport is so thin, and you know to me anybody who makes who who makes the pros in any given sport is at the top of their profession, but we treat, we, we treat these men and women like they're like, like they're, uh, you know, <laughs> like, 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 like they're at, like they're at the Apollo. Like we're just, we're, we're going to boo them off the stage. And that's, and that's so, un- and that to me is just kind of, you know, it, it kind of, we kind of lose perspective very quickly. And I hope, I think this book kind of brings a little bit of perspective back because, you know, the NBA is more than just one, one player, more than just David Stern. It's a bunch of people who, who made who made who made the league what it was, and the same could go for any sport, you know, any any competitors, any any executives, you know. It's it's it takes you know it's uh you know it takes a village to raise a, to raise to raise, a, to raise a child. Well, this was outstanding, Pete Croato. Thank you for coming on again. He's the author of the book From Hang Time to Prime Time: Business Entertainment and the Birth of the Modern Day NBA. Get it Amazon.com, online where books are sold and in major bookstores. And follow Pete on Twitter at Pete Croato. Thanks a lot, Pete. Mike, my, my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub. Ken's Auto Detailing, CNY Electrical, and Sit Means Sit Syracuse. The best dog training around any breed, any dog, any behavior. Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Greater Central New York. Get your dog trained at Sit Means Sit Syracuse. Go ahead and visit them online uh, at sitmeansit.com and, of course, on Facebook as well. And a big tip of the cap, thank you to our friends over at Western New York OTB. Make sure you get to your local OTB for all of the races this year, all race season, go place your bets at Western New York OTB, again, Rochester, Buffalo, your OTBs in Central New York, etc. throughout the state. Get to your local OTB, Western New York OTB, and Batavia Downs Gaming, proud ML Sports Platter sponsors. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Thanks for listening all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and that five-star review is huge as well. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Get the ML Sports Platter everywhere as a part of the Brawl Network. Thanks again to Pete Croato. Terrific book that's out. Go get it. It's called Hang Time to Prime Time. From Hang Time to Prime Time. Business Entertainment and the Birth of the Modern Day NBA. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover. 
exceptionally common sense. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.